Good morning and welcome to Daily Devotions. My name is Kornel Hesselbach and I'm on team here at Father's House Cape Town. It's my privilege and honor to encourage you on this Monday morning as we start off a new series called What is a Christian? Over the next three weeks, we'll be unpacking this question. Um, we will be speaking on Christian beliefs, Christian practices, and Christian conduct. As an introduction to this series, what is it that we believe? The answer, the easy answer, and the one that would probably make Pastor Israel the most proud is if I told you to just go read the Nicene Creed and left it at that. But that speaks a bit more to orthodoxy, and today I actually want to f- focus on a word, word called orthopraxy. I know those two words sound like they are trying to attack you through the screen, but, off, but they are actually very easy to understand once you actually just know what they mean. Orthodoxy just basically means that right believing in God. So if you had right beliefs in God, then you would call your theology orthodox. Orthopraxy is the religious belief that right action is just as important as um, right believing and faith in God. My scriptural basis for this and the passage I actually want to focus on today is James 2 verse 17. I'm reading from the ESV translation, and while I give you time to find the scripture in your Bibles, I want to give some church history on this verse. The great reformer Martin Luther was actually so against this verse as he thought that this verse had contradicted what Paul teaches in the Bible, that he actually campaigned for the whole book of James to be removed from the biblical canon. However, once we look at this verse, you'll understand why he had the objections, but today I actually want to shed some light at this common misconception. James 2 verse 17 says, So also by itself, so also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. Now, at first glance, this might seem like Martin Luther was right to object to this, as we as Christians hold the belief that we are saved by faith alone, and it seems to us that James is alluding to the fact that we should, through works, work towards our salvation to keep it. However, I do not think this was James's intention with this verse, as I think that James was actually just alluding to Abraham's faith in Genesis. Abraham, the father of our faith, obeyed God's instruction um, and therefore just not only cultivated a culture of faith, but one of obedience as well. As you read further in James 2, verse 21 to 22, you'll see James refer to Abraham's faith. He says, Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered up his son Isaac on the altar? You see that faith was active along with his works, and faith was completed by his works. According to James, Abraham's acts revealed the sincerity of his faith and led to his justification before God. I feel like James alludes to the fact that many proclaim Jesus as Lord, but their lives do not reflect that reality. If I proclaim Jesus is Lord over my life, but my life does not reflect that, then my claim that Jesus is Lord is insincere. If you had to ask me, as somebody who leads ministry in young people, whose salvation I am more worried about, is it people who do not know Jesus or people who say they know Jesus, yet their lives do not reflect that reality, I would say it is the latter whose salvation I am more worried about. Now, that might seem worrying to you, but I think it just boils down to a very easy reality. It's easy to know that you need Jesus when you know you do not have him and need him than to 
realize that you need more of Jesus in your life when you think you have him. It is not about the external proclamation of Jesus being Lord. It is about our internal transformation being shown through our external works. Jesus, in the passage in Mark 16, and during the Great Commission, speaks to this a bit more. The last words that Jesus proclaimed to humanity was in Mark 16, verse 16 to 18, where he said, Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up serpents with their hands. And if they drink any deadly poison, it will not hurt them. They will lay their hands on the sick and they will recover. The last words Jesus spoke to the world was to tell us to walk a certain way. To, so that the world may identify his believers through the way that they live. It is, orthopraxy has been at the heart of Christianity since the birth of the faith through Abraham. What we believe about God should directly influence how we live for God. If our orthodoxy does not influence the way we act, then what we believe seems to be of insignificance. Living for God is not a, just about self-sacrifice, but it is actually an act of worship. Worship isn't just a heart, isn't just an act on a Sunday morning or evening. It is a heart posture that you want to please God and bring praise to His name. My life reflects Christ because of what He's done for me. I simply put it to you that if you are bonded by addiction, that if God had set you free. The way you would honor him is proclaim that Jesus had set you free, but also walk in the freedom that he has given you and show the people the transformative power God can have for you. This might seem as a message that's sometimes very difficult to communicate as people don't like being told what to do, but I want to point you to a quote about one of my favorite all-time um, church leaders in history, Charles Spurgeon, who says that there's nothing outside of the will of God that would bring me pleasure, only that that would cause me great sorrow. Let us pray. Lord, thank you so much that you are there for us. Lord, thank you that through our relationship to you, we may become more free and more better people. Lord, may our lives reflect the love that you have poured into us so that we may walk out the reality of who you are through the way we conduct ourselves in everyday life. Lord, may our proclamation that you are Lord not just be something we proclaim externally, but may that reality become engraved upon our hearts so that when we are tested in seasons, Lord, that we can stand on the faithfulness that comes from faith in you. Lord, may our works show the world why we believe and why it is important for them to recognize that you are Lord and follow you. Lord, be with us in this week and over the series as you would open our hearts and minds to learn more about you and seek you and follow you as the Bible commands us to. Lord, thank you that you, you love us so much. May you bless us, may you keep us, may you make your face shine upon us. May your presence follow us wherever we go. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for tuning in to Daily Devotions. Join us tomorrow at 7 a.m. for another session.
as we continue this series of what it is to be a Christian. Thank you so much.